Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berende, and I am so delighted to have this glorious goddess, Ava Clay, with me today. We are going to be talking about how embodied ecstasy can change your life. Um, But before we dive into this super juicy conversation, I want to tell you a little bit more about Ava. She is an acclaimed sexologist, psychotherapist, and professional troublemaker. For the past 20 years, her mission has been to illuminate the menage a trois of soul, sex, and science. She's helped thousands of people unlock their innate potential for pleasure. And as a former professor of neuroscience, she bodaciously reminds us that smart is sexy, and her work is an elegant marriage of the profound and the playful. She offers sexual intelligence courses and coaching, and when she's not teaching, you'll find her making mayhem on a dance floor. So welcome to the show, Ava Clay. Mm, Thank you, Tatiana. (laughs) I love the way you read my bio. Sexy. It kind of turned me on. I'm like, oh, it's so good coming from her. Thank you. Oh, good. Well, I aim to please. So let's dive right in. I'm going to ask you to share with our listeners what are your superpowers? <sighs> you know, um, I, I have seemed to carry with me into this lifetime an embodied duality. And I, I'm going <laughs> to, I have to say that I have two superpowers that work in tandem with each other. Um, One is definitely my brain. I love the brain. Mm -hmm. I love everything about it. I love the interface of our biology with our consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I love to mm, intellectually, mm, um, I love intellectual foreplay. (laughs) So the brain is definitely one. And the other I would have to say is pleasure. Um, and it's funny, I, um, in the last couple of weeks, I've had a handful of girlfriends, maybe even like seven or eight of them, tell me that I'm the most pleasurable person they've ever known. Mm. And that a pleasure is a sort of genius to me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's and that I, you know, I'm really glad that that's what I teach in part, that that's what I teach because it's a reflection that I'm on path. So yeah. um, I would definitely have to say my superpower is this dance between uh, um, the intellect and the ec- ecstatic. I love it. I love it. And I am, um, I am fascinated by your background in neuroscience and how you went from that to, you know, teaching women how to have phenomenal orgasms and live into their pleasure and live into just a juicier life in general. <laughs> it sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? But, um... it, just, it doesn't seem like, you know, like the normal pathway, you know. Yes, now, now I'm going to go from neuroscience to sex. <laughs> but, I, but I just I love it. I'm like like whoever set that one up was brilliant. <laughs> to me, it makes complete sense. Totally. Um, <laughs> um, so how do I explain this? I don't know. I and, um, yeah, like I said, I've always had a fascination with the brain. I remember very early in life. Um, I think I might have been in third grade or fourth grade, like elementary school, and we had to do a, a big year long project. 
and, uh, you know, to intensively like study something or other. And I chose the brain. And uh, uh, this is maybe aging myself a little bit, but when the book came out, Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain, mm. um, I was completely swept into that idea of how to harness our innate divine intelligence for creativity. Mm -hmm. I've always been a creative, expressive person. And so um, from then on, it just started this lifelong love affair with the brain. And then being a, yeah. Well, so I'm just, I'm curious because while, you know, I, I so I don't know much about neuroscience, right? That's not, okay. it's not my background, but I'm sure that it feeds in brilliantly to this work, to the sexuality work. I just have no idea how, and I want to hear you talk about it a little bit more because I'm like, yes. this is fascinating. Yeah. So how these two converge. Yeah. So um, it, it, to, to bring the story up to date, yes, I have had a whole career in neuroscience and neuropsychology and as a licensed psychotherapist, and I've taught neuropsychology for many years um, in academic settings. And um, I had a pleasure awakening about five years ago where, you know, I realized that what is the use of understanding all of this science if I'm not enjoying myself? Mm -hmm. And where these two factions were formerly dispersed, they were diverse in my life. I had my academic intellectual life, and then I had my freaky sexy life. Um, I began to integrate them. So for me, the place where they converge is that Pleasure is not just an indulgence or a side note or a luxury or a reward. It's actually a necessity in a woman's body. Mm. And because I understand the science of that, I know how important it is. And um, I think, I don't know, I think it's Mama Gina or someone who says this, that pleasure is like a vitamin. It's a vital nutrient in a woman's life and in her body. And I see that pervasively in our culture. We have an epidemic of malnourished women. Yeah. And in part in that we are living in patriarchy, we are living in a culture that values achievement above all and monetary material gain above all. And so I see women driving themselves uh, to the point of illness, sickness, and disease to try and reach a masculine model of achievement. Mm -hmm. And it's devastating to me. Mm -hmm. So this is in part why I marry these two. And the neuroscience <clears throat> tends to legitimize the pursuit of pleasure. Yes. Yeah. That's why I'm so fascinated by it. Because like, I get it. I get it in my body. I get it in my bones. But I don't have the science to back it up. That's just ten tends to be how I roll. I'm like, oh, I just know that this is true. And then I, later I find it scientifically validated. I'm like, see, I told you it's true. I just didn't have the... <laughs> yeah. no. But so I, I just, I love that you carry that part because I think that's so important. So many people need that, like their minds need something to grasp on, something to validate it, even if they might know it, like it might ring true in their being. They haven't learned to trust that enough yet that they, they need that mental peace. So I just, I love that about you. I love that you carry that. And I'm so grateful that you are in this world doing that work in that way because it's just so vitally important. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a million percent on board with what you're doing. I love it so much. Um, and we're going to dive more into it after the break. We do have to take a quick break. Um, and before we go into that break, I would love for you to just tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your work. Yes. Step into my world. It's a smart and sexy one. EvaClay.com. 
E-V-A-C-L-A-Y.com. Beautiful. So we've been talking with Eva Clay about how embodied ecstasy can change your life. And after the break, we're going to go deeper into this topic and we're going to get some good tips. And oh, this is going to be such a juicy one. I can just feel it. So definitely want to stay tuned for this one. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support Support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, so since we've been talking about this brain connection to sex, I would just, I would love to, I love how you said like pleasure is like a vitamin for women. That is one I'm totally going to take and put in my back pocket. Um, I'd love to hear you tell us a little bit about how you go about introducing that to a woman for whom this, for, for like, you know, when say somebody just from a nutritional perspective is totally deprived, like, I mean, if it's really bad, they go into the hospital, they get put on an IV, they get a drip, you know, what's like the or at least they start introducing some like superfoods, you know, they, they need like the boost at the beginning to really like get them juiced up and then they can learn how to maintain on a daily, on a regular. What's, what's sort of the sexual analogy or like the, the pleasure analogy to that if we're looking at pleasure as a vitamin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. So in my private practice, I do have a coaching and psychotherapy practice. Um, I see this all the time, women coming in and they're so stressed out, I can see in their body. Um, maybe if you're listening to this, you might relate on some level. There's a lot of tension, anxiety, stress. I live in LA, so even just getting into my office <laughs> is a stress. And um, I, you know, we look at the symptomatology of pleasure deficiency. And it's things like um, anxiety, depression, mood disturbance, inability to sleep, um, inability to enjoy sex or have orgasm, um, contraction away from intimacy, uh, interpersonal problems with their partner, their children, um, all the stress symptoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you, pleasure can be a hard sell. And this is partly where the neuroscience is so, is that it corroborates my work. Because when I tell women, have you thought about getting a massage? Or do you have a meditation practice? Or do you love to dance? And when's the last time you did that? Mm-hmm. The first thing I get is, I don't have time. Exactly. I don't have time for that. I've got three young kids. I don't have time for any of that. Excuse me. So when I can explain to them how pleasure initiates a whole series, like a whole system of wellness and vitality and happiness in their body, how pleasure triggers the release of neurohormones that we need and neurotransmitters and is an antidote to depression, is an antidote to anxiety and unhappiness. I can get them on board. 
So the first thing I'll say to a woman is you need five minutes a day to yourself of just pure pleasure. And a lot of times when we're not in a pleasure practice and we're stressed out with our lives, we simply can't feel the pleasure because we've lost the the synaptic receptors. in, In essence, we've lost the receptors to actually feel pleasure. Or psychologically, we block it because we have deep core beliefs that um, we're not worthy, we don't deserve it, or pleasure is a reward for achieving. Right, right. And so, yes, that is how it's most often used. And like <laughs> pleasure outside of eating a delicious brownie, like what? where do you find it? Because that's like, if you have kids, right, that's what you can fit in. You can fit in maybe like eating something sweet and that like serves that pleasure center but where do you how do you fill it out in other places in your life I hear that all the time too like I just I don't have the time for that and so I I really want to hear more about like how you how the neuroscience like how you sell like because because people who don't have the time they want more time and how does how does the neuroscience of pleasure how does it back that up? Totally. Thanks for asking that. I often call myself a pleasure peddler. So I'm going to sell you and your listeners on pleasure. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I want to introduce you to a very important neurohormone. It's called, uh, okay, so we, uh, there's a couple. We all know oxytocin mm-hmm. and we, I want you to know nitric oxide. So nitric, nitric oxide is different than nitrous oxide. So let's not confuse them. Nitrous oxide is what you get at the dentist. It's laughing gas. Okay. Nitric oxide is something different. It's an amazing multitasker in a woman's body. Some of the things that nitric oxide is responsible for, um, cardiovascular health. So it dilates your, your circulation. Um, and allow blood blood flow to circulate through the body more efficiently, which we all know, or if maybe you don't know this, that um, leads to more sexual pleasure. So when you have better circulation, you have more sexual pleasure. Your genitals engorge, you have more orgasm. Nitric oxide is responsible for feelings of transcendent bliss. It's responsible for a sense of radiance, radiating from the inside out. It's responsible for an overall sense of wellness and a connection to something greater than yourself. There are many more things, but this is what I want to focus on today in my pleasure pedaling. Wait, so that's uh, all in, the, in a brain chemical? Yes, nitric oxide. What? Yes, nitric oxide and, and more. So, you know, what's interesting about the brain is that many different parts of the brain and different neuro chemicals and hormones that we produce do many different things. And we're actually able to track how many tasks each neurohormone completes and what, what a general sense it's responsible for and what it's involved in. Nitric oxide is also involved in dreaming. It's involved in transcendent spiritual awakenings. So um, it's connected to DMT, if you're familiar with the chemical DMT, and we all know that this is the spirit molecule, molecule and involved in spiritual awakenings, like intense spiritual awakenings. 
Um, nitric oxide would be the chemical physical manifestation of what in spiritual traditions we would call chi or prana or shakti. It literally makes a woman radiate. It makes her skin glow. It makes her nails grow. It makes her hair shiny. It makes her lips plump. Um, nitric oxide is what makes a firefly glow. Really? So, yes. So imagine nitric oh, oxide no. inside my conversation. For <laughs> <Yeah. here. laughs> it makes us glow. It makes us radiate from the inside out. So when we talk about feminine radiance, I hear nitric oxide because I, I'm a neuro, you know, neuroscience yeah. person. So, um, so what gives us more nitric oxide? Nitric oxide is something we want. Um, yeah. Okay. So a couple of things give us more nitric oxide. Number one, antioxidants. So eating fruits and vegetables make us radiant. Number two, pleasure. Anytime we actually enjoy something, um, it's not just a feeling. It's a chemical reaction in the body. So our brain releases an elixir of chemicals. I call it the pleasure cocktail. And these neurochemicals synergize with each other. And involved in the pleasure cocktail is oxytocin, as I mentioned before, mm -hmm. uh, dopamine, mm -hmm. opioids, and endorphins. So this pleasure cocktail releases or um, supports neurotransmitters. So it boosts serotonin and it's kind of a cascade effect inside the body. And it does amazing things for women. It does things like, and this might surprise you, it gives us confidence. It makes us assertive. It makes us talkative. Uh, we feel invincible. We feel more reward when we accomplish tasks. Um, <clears throat> it makes us impervious to what others think about us. So it makes us less vulnerable to outside opinions. Naomi Wolf calls this pleasure cocktail, and in particular dopamine, when it's synergized with these other chemicals, Naomi Wolf calls it the ultimate feminist chemical. Because hmm. like it, 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 yeah, literally, <laughs> it makes us badass. So nitric oxide supports this chemical elixir, this, this pleasure cocktail. So when we have more pleasure in our lives, we turn into superwoman. We become empowered. We become resilient. Yes. We become emotionally stabilized. All of this pleasure cocktail and nitric oxide is involved in the regulation of our hormones. So it, it absolutely shapes our reality. So now we know how important pleasure is just on a physiological basis. The response I get from most women at this point in the pleasure pedal <laughs> is, but I don't have time to go get pleasure. How do I possibly find time in my schedule to go for a massage? So this is where I want to say to your listeners, um, number one, recognize any voices of resistance that might be coming up right now and saying, yes, but I can't do that. Yes, but that's not available to me. Yes, but I'm different. I'm stuck in my misery. And this is often the voice of patriarchy <laughs> saying, you don't deserve this. You're not allowed this. This is not available to you. Secondarily, I want to assert a radical idea. 
And that is you do not need to go out and get pleasure. You don't need to make any extra time for pleasure. That's right. You simply need to feel the pleasures that are available to you in every single moment. That's right. I love it. That's, I, that's exactly what I teach too. I love it. <laughs> I, just don't, I just now have that neuroscience piece to back it up. That's so, I can't even tell you how like, I'm just sitting here mind blown about this, <laughs> this, this brain chemical stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this one myself and just that it's so good. <laughs> but yes, everything she's saying is absolutely true. You do not need to go out and like make extra hours in the day in order to experience pleasure. There's so much around in the world that can be enjoyed in every moment. Like your breath. Yeah. Your breath. Pleasure is a perception. I want to say that again. Pleasure is a perception. The body recognizes pleasure when you call something pleasurable. Uh, one of my favorite authors and um, thought leaders right now that's come out recently is Emily Nagoski. She wrote a book called Come As You Are. And she makes this amazing analogy around uh, tickling. So let's compare, in this case, sexual pleasure to tickling. How you experience tickling, someone tickling you, is highly contextual. And women are completely contextual beings, meaning sometimes something might be good, other times something, the same thing will be terrible. So when someone is tickling you, <laughs> depending on what mood you're in, what you're doing in that context, how you're feeling, and who that person is, Tickling might be the most euphoric, playful, amazing, fun thing, and you roll on the floor laughing with joy. Pleasure can also be really fucking annoying. Pleasure can also, I mean, I'm sorry, tickling can also be painful if somebody approaches you in the wrong way. You're like, ah, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. So pleasure is a perception. Our brain recognizes it when we call something pleasure and when we're in the appropriate context to receive it. So, for example, if you want access to all of these nourishing, vitalizing, age-reducing chemicals that just plump your body up with radiance and happiness, all you need to do is simply close your eyes and realize that the next in-breath you take is full of pleasure and see and feel that oxygen nourishing your cells. And as you exhale... Feel and recognize that your breath is a release of what your body no longer needs. So we can access pleasure every moment of our day simply by dropping into mindful, focused awareness of what's happening in our body. The roll of your head on the top of your shoulders, stretching your neck in each direction, going as slowly as you like it. This is pleasure available to you in every single moment. Remembering a wonderful experience, a time when you felt loved, a time when you felt love for someone or something else. Your brain releases this nitric oxide and the pleasure cocktail, and you get the juicy, vitalizing, radiance-building effects of it just by remembering pleasure. Damn, you're good. I just want to let you talk because I feel like you're, you're like you're you're trancing me out, and I want you to let to let you just trance our listeners out. This is awesome. 
um, and beautiful and thank you. And I'm sorry to end the trance, but my mind is now kicking in and I have another question. Go for it. <laughs> about men and nitric oxide. Because all of, you know, as I've been hearing you talk about this, you know, pleasure cocktail and all of these hormones from the neuroscientific perspective, I'm like, well, what do men have? <sighs> yeah, I get this question all the time. My first response to that is, why? Why do you want to know? <laughs> because I love men. <laughs> because we love I love my men and I want them to have something like equivalent. I know. Yes. Okay. So, um, men have, men have their own version. It's like women have a, a cosmopolitan martini. Men have an old fashioned, meaning like they have a slightly different cocktail going on in their bodies. And it, you know, no surprise, it, um, involves more testosterone mm -hmm. and it involves less oxytocin and dopamine as well, but from a different part of the reward center of the brain. So men are, men are rewarded. They get like a better hit of dopamine um, from novel experiences and from what they perceive as the attainment of a goal. So this is so hugely important if we're talking about male-female sexual interaction. Totally. I mean, that's huge if like that's how the brain is wired. Yes. So I'm taking a few little scientific shortcuts in explaining sure. this and, and because I like to teach from metaphor. I just think it's more interesting than, yeah, you know, <laughs> than, than chemistry. Um, <clears throat> so men get a, um, their reward center of the brain is lit up from the attainment of a novel experience. For example, conquesting the woman. So when they get to have sex with a woman, their brain is like lighting up in all different places because they've won her. And then when they have orgasm or maybe ejaculation, the, uh, um, the reward centers of the brain are like a pinball machine, like bang, 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 all these alarms going off and like, yay, I got the goal. You know, I bagged the woman, I got the goal. And then it sharply declines. So every time that they have sex with the same woman, this is, you know, scientific theory. We know there are many other factors involved that mitigate this, but their reward centers go down a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So sex with the same woman tends to be over time less stimulating in the brain's reward system. Now, we also have the heart on board. We also have the psychology on board. And there's this little thing called love that men happen to experience also, mm -hmm. which keeps them bonded to a singular partner. Mm -hmm. But for women, the reward of sexuality is the actual pleasure that we feel during it. So our reward centers light up when we experience orgasm and or climax, because in my book, the two are different. Mm -hmm. When we experience that, and um, when we're in a prolonged state of arousal. So we get more reward in our sexual relationships when 
uh, we have extended periods of foreplay and arousal that precurse climax. So all this to say, <clears throat> men and women are rewarded in completely different ways from intimacy and sexuality. But we kind of know that already, right? right. So we kind of, we, we know that just behaviorally. Men have their own version of the pleasure cocktail. Men have a different relationship to nitric oxide. Um, men have far less of it in their body, and they have less reward from it. They have less benefits of it. So um, if you ask a woman to stand outside and feel the gentle sunlight on her face and the wind blowing on her skin and hold her in meditation on that for two minutes. Let's say, okay, so for 20 seconds, I want to introduce you to the 20-second rule. We need to focus our awareness on something for 20 seconds continuously in order for the brain to really wrap itself around that and to really absorb um, that experience and let the molecules and, the, and all the chemistry transmit. So when you're in a pleasure practice, holding focused awareness on something pleasurable for 20 seconds at a time will change your life. If you ask a man to do the same thing, to stand in the sunlight and let the wind blow and caress his skin and focus on that for 20 seconds, and we were to somehow like do an MRI scan of each person's brain and, and somehow measure their inner chemistry, a man's body is going to release very small micro amounts of nitric oxide. Um, his brain is bound much more likely to wander and to think more about like, what's he going to get as a reward as an, you know, will he get a gold, pro, a gold sticker <laughs> for doing this exercise? He wants to know, um, what does he achieve with this? Mm -hmm. The woman, if she's able to hold that focused awareness, will get a, a flood. Her body will flood and, and, um, and drench in these feel-good neurochemicals that I've described. And she'll get actually a boost of wellness and vitality from it. The man to a much lesser degree. Now, say at the end of this experiment with the man and the woman, we give them each a certificate for participating. The man's brain is going to light up again like a pinball machine. Ding, 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 ding. And he's going to get a rush of dopamine from their reward center, much more so than the woman. The woman will most likely be ruminating and remembering how good it felt to feel those sensations of the sunlight and the wind. So, um, Similar but different, we are, our reward centers are, are just constructed differently. It's a, it's a different neural reality. This and now so I'm making... Yeah, yeah, so sorry, I keep going. But just just to, to conclude this, I'm making some generalizations here about men and women. Right. And this might be very different. You know, you might be sitting there going, wait, no, that's not true for me. I wouldn't feel that way. And of course, there are exceptions. Um, men and women have different brains. And... Again, let's factor in our culture, our psychology, our spirituality, our background, our experiences, etc. All mitigate these neural differences in the brain. But I'm saying in general, because you asked how men right, experience right. the pleasure practice. My mind huh. is going to all of these different because so like, I mean, 
I think you and I are probably on a similar page in that we're in, in this awareness that sort of the, the pot that we're in right now stinks a little bit and something needs to change. And there's all of these beautiful ways that we are coming to, to do that. And, uh, and I, I tend to be a big picture thinker and I think about, you know, how we would, how, how we make change on more of a structural systemic level, because that's where it's pretty broken right now and where so many of these patternings and things have entered into our experience. And so I'm just going to, I like, that was so valuable for me. And I'm totally like, I feel like this is one of the most selfish interviews I've ever done because I'm just <laughs> so fascinated for my own, for my own, you know, brain and my own, my, yeah, just all my, my own process here. I'm, I'm really, really fascinated by this information and I'm, I'm really going to take this in and, and, and percolate with it. Cause I think that that piece, there's a, there's a piece there. And I don't, I'm not at the point in this moment where I can fully articulate what that just did for me, but it, that information was really, really valuable for me. So thank you. Um, I hope our listeners got something out of it too. I'm sure that there's, there's, I mean, there's so much value that you're offering to us in this conversation. And I just want to, again, thank you for who you are and for the work that you're doing in the world. Cause it's so needed right now. Mm, um, thank you. Yeah. So we are coming sort of towards the end of our time. And I'm wondering if before we, we go, if there's anything that you want to leave our listeners with, I mean, I, in, on your website, there's so much beauty that this woman offers. Please, please, please go to her website, evaclay.com and, and just check out her program. She actually has a program called embodied ecstasy. Um, and I just, it, this work is so hugely important. If you are a woman who is listening to this and you have not been able to tap into your pleasure yet, I mean, she she gave it to you. She gave you the beginning of how to start on that journey um, already. But I just want to invite you, Ava, if there's anything more that you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off. Thank you. Yes. Um, the last thing I, I want to assert for your listeners is that... Know if you want more confidence in your life, if you want more sexual pleasure, if you want more assertiveness, more success, that my avenue to reaching these is pleasure. And the next time that you decide you want a hit of pleasure in your day, all you need to do is close your eyes and find it in your body. And I want you to imagine this, and this is for you too, Tatiana, that. Um, Simply by focusing your attention on what feels good, either in your thoughts or in your sensations, imagine a golden nectar pouring throughout your body. This is nitric oxide. Imagine this golden nectar um, charging you on a cellular level. Imagine it healing tissue. Imagine it um, pouring through through your skin and actually pouring out of your skin as radiance and healing and energizing and vitalizing you on every level of your bio, physio, energetic, psychological system. And when we can develop a relationship with our inner chemistry, it concretizes these ancient sacred practices. And you are going to 
feel more energized, more successful, and more confident in your life. I guarantee it. Yeah, I I love it. I feel like there's like such a missing piece for me in this conversation and in the information that you're carrying. And this is like brilliant. So <laughs> so yay and so yummy. And ooh, she's just so yummy, isn't she? Um thank you again. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in and for for taking all of this delicious golden nectar into yourselves and for turning it into into just yumminess in your own life. And so until next time, go to avaclay.com and check her out. She's out in California and is offering beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, delicious things for you all. Um, And put some of this into practice. Love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. I love you. Many, many blessings. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.